How do you get people to buy a proposal from you when all of your competitors are giving it away for free? This is probably the number one question that I get from people when I describe our strategy for getting clients and how we use something I call a lead product to do it. Well, I guess the other question I often get is, what is a lead product? Because most people don't know what I'm talking about since this is something that we developed years ago. You're listening to the No BS Agency Podcast. We talk strategies that can take your one to two person branding agency from $5,000 to $30,000 per month without hiring employees or working your ass off. All you have to do is cut the BS. I am Pia Silva. So here's the problem. In the creative agency space, there is a process that everyone goes through to close clients. I did too. It involves meeting with potential clients, networking to try to find those potential clients. And then when you find the client, having meetings, free consultations, free strategy sessions, phone calls to figure out what this client is looking for. Now, when the prospect says that they're looking for something that you can deliver on, that feels like a win in and of itself, right? Because it feels like it's hard to find people who actually need your services. So you find someone who needs your services and yay, we're so excited. What do we do? We figure out what they want. We figure out what they tell us they need. And then we go write a proposal. Now, proposals really can vary. I know that when I was writing proposals over the years, my proposals got more and more detailed. They got more and more designed. The timelines became more and more detailed, and they ended up taking me hours to write by the end of this phase of proposal writing. And the reason was that it felt like the proposal was where I was going to win the project. So I remember at one point we decided, let's make these proposals, let's brand them to the client so that they can start to see the kind of work that we do and we, we want to use the proposal to impress them. We would also put these very detailed timelines, and I'm talking like visual representations of the months and where the phases would begin and end. I'm sure some of you have done this, uh, where you have the bars of the different parts of the projects and, and how they're overlapping to show when the project would begin and end and where the phases would start and end. And that was partially to show the client just how much work this project was going to be because I was trying to justify the price. And it was to get clear on it for myself to understand, well, what is this project really going to entail so that when I was coming up with the price, I had a pretty good idea of how much work it would be on our end. And the problem is, even though I would pour my heart into these proposals, they didn't always close. And whenever a proposal didn't close, it was devastating because any proposal that I would send out, I had my fingers crossed. It wasn't that I was counting on the money, but I was really hoping the money would come in because if you're like I was at that point, every project mattered. And I was always hunting for the cash that was going to pay for the next month. So if I had a couple of proposals out, I was, you know, secretly hoping they would all close and that would be a real boon for our business. But they never all closed. And sometimes none of them closed. Now, why they didn't close is a different conversation. But the problem with this model is that I would spend so much time with each individual prospect trying to move them through the process 
to that proposal. And then I would spend so much time on that proposal. And then if they didn't get back to me, which also often happened, how many times have you sent out a proposal and then after speaking to this person many, many times, and then they just never get back to you, right? You get ghosted by these prospects. Or they come back to you and they just say, I hire someone else. Or, you know, I liked your proposal, but it was too expensive. Can you discount it? Whatever it is. Anytime you go through this process and you lose the client, you lose the project, or maybe they just decide not to do it. After all, I've had that happen many times too. You know what? We've decided we're going to put this off because some other expenses have come up or we've decided we need to do something else first or whatever it is. The point is these are not guaranteed at all. And whenever you don't win it, all that time that you spent with that person or that client is gone, lost. Like, of course, you couldn't have known that you weren't going to win it. But at that moment, you would have been better off just not even speaking to that person. You could have been on vacation in all of those hours that you spent trying to pitch this person. And when you are a one or two person creative agency, your time is the most valuable resource you have. So think about that. How much time are you spending on these people who are not becoming clients? That's not time that you're getting paid for. And you could think of it as business development. But I would argue that business development with one person, when they don't close, is not moving your business forward at all. It's just chasing one potential cash source. Real business development for the longevity and sustainability of your business is going to be something that can have exponential results for you. So for example, there are articles that I have written that still get me clients today that I published in 2016. Not kidding. <laughs> there are articles online that I get traffic from, from five, six years ago. That article took me a couple of hours to write, but that article is paying me dividends. Now, this is not a PSA to tell you to start writing articles, but my point is there are business development activities that can be the gift that keeps on giving. And working with one prospect when they don't close is not one of them. So in 2014, I decided enough, enough of these proposals. I'm sick of them. I'm sick of them not closing. Part of the reason they weren't closing is because we were too expensive and there was always somebody undercutting us, which made me feel kind of sour. I kind of felt like, what's up with all of these clients who don't want to, who don't have the money to pay us or who just want the cheapest option? I'm sure you felt like that. Have you ever had somebody else win a project over you because they were less expensive? Oh, it's so frustrating. So I said, forget this. I don't want to do this anymore. And this is when I instituted the lead product strategy. Now, the lead product was born out of a process that I actually started doing very organically because I needed to. So what happened was when we would work with clients and do these big projects, I'm still talking about the traditional model where we would do an entire brand and we'd start with the logo and then we would go through the copy and the website and they would take months and months. Whenever we would do those projects, even though they weren't paying for it and it wasn't part of the project, I would always do this intake in the beginning. This is after they you know, hired us because of the proposal. I would always do this intake interview in the beginning. The intake got more and more in depth over the years because what I found was the more I understood their brand and their business and what they were trying to accomplish, the better we would be at designing this logo and this brand and selling what we made to them. 
So getting them on board with the design, because in the very beginning, like I'm talking 2011, when we first started and we were basically going from freelancer to trying to make a business, we would just send our work to clients and say, what do you think? I mean, I remember specifically this one client, we would send like a PDF with 10, 15 pages that had all sorts of logos in it in all sorts of iterations. And that's what we would do. We'd send a PDF and say, what do you think? Which one do you like? And with 15 iterations of, you know, probably five different logos, they would always come back wanting to see more, wanting to see, oh, I like this one and this one. Can we see this one with this color and, you know, all these different and it would go back and forth, back and forth forever. So in order to stop that process from happening, I started doing this interview at the beginning of the projects just so I could really understand what they were looking for so that when we were pitching our logos in the beginning, we would have a story to tell them so that we could get them on board with the logos faster. Well, it completely worked. It really did. It was incredible. I remember specifically this one client, still the traditional model, but when we pitched them our three logos, we did a really elaborate presentation to show them the logos. We went to their office in person. We only showed them three logos, but we had a real story to show when we showed the three logos. And that those stories were really based on that intake and that understanding of their brand from the beginning. And we used a lot of what they told us in that initial interview. We used a lot of that information in the pitch when we showed the logos. And they loved it. I mean, I'm not kidding when I say that one of the client's fell off his chair, (laughs) like in front of me, like kind of fell off his chair. He was so excited. Um, And they just picked it and they and they loved it. And we had never had that happen before. Okay, so that's the origin story of where the lead product came in, because after doing that for some clients as part of the project that we weren't charging for, you know, after they had paid us, I said, you know what, this thing that we're doing is really helpful. (laughs) And I bet you if I wrote it up, I could sell it first. I could do this as its own pitch. I could do this as its own project. And then we could do the rest of the project. And so I started selling it and I called it a brand shrink and it was $650. And I said, I'm going to tell you what your brand is all about. And the first ones that we did were like one page, $650. It was like an hour and a half interview. I got to know everything about their business. And then I would write out on really, I, I remember one of them being a tight one page, you know, single single space lines, but a one page. And they loved it. And so that's where the lead product was born. So in 2014, I said, no more proposals. I'm just going to do this lead product. I'm just going to do this brand shrink first. And if anyone wants to work with us, they have to do this first. Now, the kicker is that if they move on and hire us for the full project, I'll apply the brand shrink price to it. And I did that because I think it's really important that clients feel like they already have a foot in the door. So you've probably had the experience that clients don't want to buy strategy. And that's really what it was. It was brand strategy that I was selling. And clients don't really get brand strategy. The word strategy feels like a nice to have, probably because they don't quite understand what it is. I find that even a lot of creatives don't understand what strategy is. And I've had creatives tell me, I don't think I know enough about strategy to sell it. Here's my personal opinion on it. If you are a creative and you have reasons for doing what you're doing and they're based on what you're understanding about what the client needs and wants, then you understand strategy at its core. And yes, you can get better at it, of course. But strategy is essentially just showing somebody, hey, this is where you are. 
that's where you want to go. And here's what I think you should do to get there. This is the strategy that I am telling you to get from A to B. That's what strategy is. So the lead product and my brand shrink is basically strategy without using the word strategy. It is a plan to get you where you want to go. And it is the first thing that I sell. And it is the thing that I teach everybody who wants to build a no BS agency to do also. And it has so many benefits. First, let's talk about the business benefits. Instead of that long drawn out proposal process that we've all gone through, it's a 15 minute phone call. And that 15-minute phone call is not to pitch your LP, to pitch your lead product. It's just to figure out, is this person somebody that actually needs my help? If they are someone that needs your help, then you tell them, well, the first step to getting my help is this LP. Now, a lead product is going to be effective when it's at a no-brainer price and it solves a problem that your clients have. Everybody wants a quick fix these days. And that's what a lead product does. Basically, instead of saying, well, I'm going to write you this proposal and it's going to be this huge thing. This is a very easy and small decision where you can get a quick fix, a quick hit of information that is going to move you closer to the thing that you actually want. Now, how you position your lead product and how you talk about it, all of these details are very important. But the point is, a lead product is not a proposal. A lead product is a strategy masked under a different wording because clients don't know what strategy is. And I also probably wouldn't call it a discovery session. I want it to be something that feels clear, valuable, and actionable. And really what it will be if you do it right, if you deliver a lead product well, and how you deliver it live and how you deliver the brief, all of these details are things that I teach because there's a lot of nuance in it. But if you do it right, your clients will have a transformational experience they will inherently understand things that you couldn't possibly explain to them. So another big reason that I developed this for myself is because nobody understood what we were doing. (laughs) Everybody came to us for a logo or a website. That's what they knew that they wanted. They don't know our industry, so they don't really understand what brand strategy is or what branding is even or how powerful it can be. How many times have you found yourself trying to educate and explain to a client what's so important and what's so valuable about branding and brand strategy? And it's like it falls on deaf ears, right? Because they don't they don't get it. And if you have to explain these things to a client, you are going to have a really hard time selling it to them. I'll tell you right now. So don't bother. Don't even try. You need to meet clients where they are, not try to convince them that they need to go somewhere else. Meet clients where they are and say, hey, this is what you want and this is what you need. I have a solution for you. And the beauty of the lead product and when you deliver the live part effectively, what's going to happen is a client is going to inherently understand the power of branding and brand strategy and marketing strategy, website strategy, whatever it is specifically that you're selling. They're going to inherently understand it as it relates to their business. And they're not going to need to understand it philosophically. And not only are they going to get it, but they're going to see you as the best person to solve the problem for them. Hey, guys, I wanted to jump in here really quickly and ask you for a big favor. If you love this podcast, if you love this episode, I would be grateful if you would share it with a friend who would benefit or better yet on Instagram in your stories and tag me at Pia Loves Your Biz. It really is the best way for others to find out about the show. And I thank you in advance for your help. All right, back to the episode. 
This is another reason we do LPs is because the LP positions you as the expert, as the authority. See, what happens is clients go out there and they think that they need everyone to write them a proposal, a free proposal. That's the process. Everyone's going to do it. So they're going to get a bunch of proposals from various people. And they're all, all those proposals are basically going to say the same thing. Because what is the proposal going to say? It's going to say whatever the client told them it should say. If the client told them, I need a six-page website and I need a logo designed, that's what all the proposals they're going to receive are going to say. And the proposals will be at various prices. And so they'll probably pick maybe not the cheapest one, probably not the most expensive one either, though, right? Like if you're comparing a bunch of apples, you're probably going to go for the lower priced one because why would you spend more if they're all kind of the same? In contrast, an LP allows you as the expert to understand a lot more about the client's situation, about their business, about what they're trying to do, and give a much more thoughtful and strategic plan on how to get there. And I promise you that plan is going to be much more developed and thoughtful and helpful than the free proposals that they're getting, which are a regurgitation of what they told those people. So this is how it sets you apart from everybody else and positions you as an expert because when you're the person that is telling them all of this information about their own business and showing them what they need and why it's so important as it relates to their goals, these are things that nobody else is telling them. So now you see why they're going to see you in an elevated position. Not only that, many times what happens is you end up finding out that what they really need is a different set of deliverables or more things. So it has happened more than a few times that a client comes to me and they need one thing. And then when we've gone through the LP process, at the end, it's like, well, you really actually need this other thing that's much bigger. But I'm not here pitching you and convincing you. I'm just showing you. And when I say, and if you want that bigger thing, here's how I can do it. And here's how much it costs. Clients are ready to hire you. So In addition to seeing you as an expert, they're also going to understand why the project that you're suggesting is the project that they need to do because they're part of that process of discovering that. And when they see this bigger project or this more developed idea of a project at the end of this experience with you, when you put a price tag on it and it's a higher price tag because it's priced based on value and not based on time, they're going to be much more likely to take it. They're going to be much less price sensitive. Now, here's why. When you write a proposal for somebody, you still don't really know them very much, right? So that price tag feels like a cost and it can't be too high because they don't have enough of a relationship with you. They don't, they may know you, they may like you, they may kind of trust you, but they don't have any experience with you to have trust at the level that we want them to have when they're making this decision. You know how when you work with a client and after you've been working with them for a little bit, you develop a relationship with them, right? they start to really rely on you and trust you. And if you're doing a great job and it's a good relationship, like they're going to keep coming to you more and more. Imagine if you took that trust that they have in you in the middle of a relationship and you took it out of that project and you put it at the very beginning so that a client has that experience and that trust in you before they're making a decision to hire you at a higher level. What do you think that's going to do to their buying experience? What do you think it's going to do to their price sensitivity? I have seen many, many times in my program, people do LPs with a prospect 
who tells them in the beginning, I'm not looking to hire you just so you know, I'm just going to do this LP. Mostly because, you know, in the beginning of building this process for your own business, I'm going to tell you to go do LPs. Our clients in the No BS Agency Mastery Program, I tell them your goal should be to sell your first LP in the first two to four weeks. And really, you should be selling multiples because the faster you sell them and do them and they're they're not that hard to sell, the faster you do them and can practice them, the better you'll get. And that leads to not just generating cash, but it leads to selling these higher price services quickly. So that's what we want. We want you to take action and we want you to start making money very quickly. Anyway, because of that, some people will do these LPs even for free the first time or two because they want to practice it. And I had one student, she did uh, her first LP. She did it for free. The client said to her, I'll do this with you. And you know, this is great. But just so you know, I'm, I'm not looking to hire anybody right now. Like I don't have the budget. She said, that's okay. I just want to practice it anyway. And she did the LP with them. And wouldn't you know it, she pitched at the end anyway, because I told her, you should, why not? And also we're practicing here. Wouldn't you know it, this client not only hired her, but he hired her for the biggest package she's ever sold. That's the power of an LP. An LP can turn somebody who's saying, I don't have the budget and I'm not looking to hire anyone into your biggest client. Now, would that client have hired her if she had written him a proposal? Of course not. He told her he wasn't going to. But once they have a transformational experience with you and they build that trusting relationship with you and they see you as an expert and they see how much you understand their business better than they do, they'll be willing to pay you what you're worth to do the work that you want to do. And that's what we all want. That's what I want for all of you. Anybody selling creative work, I want you to be paid what you're worth. But it's very hard for clients to truly understand what you're worth because they aren't experts in your field. So how do we fix that? We give them an experience. And that's what the LP does. So how do you get people to buy a proposal from you when all of your competitors are giving it away for free? You don't sell them a proposal. You position this as a solution to a problem they have. You make it a very easy yes at an accessible price point, And you tell them that this is the first step in your process. And it's the way that they can get the information that they need to move forward. Another amazing thing about the LP is that for in terms of your bottom line, you're getting rid of all that time that you're, you've been wasting pitching people that aren't closing, but you're also getting rid of all your time wasters, right? Anybody who is not willing to pay a small sum to do the first step when you're looking to sell much bigger projects is most likely not that serious about it. So instead of wasting time with all of those people, I've wasted hours and hours and meetings and meetings with people who in retrospect were never going to hire me. They weren't even interested, but I was willing to spend that time with them. We just want to get rid of that completely. I would rather you reinvest all of that time into doing higher level, long-term, exponential growth exercises and and actions like that article that I mentioned or a million other things <laughs> that are developing your business, developing your network, getting your face out there, being seen by, by lots of people, not just one person at a time. And the other thing that a lead product signals to clients is that your time is valuable. Do you want to be seen as an expert by your prospects? Well, don't tell them in the first conversation that your time is free, <laughs> that your time isn't worth anything. That's what going through that free consultation process and that free strategy session process and all of that, all of that time, that's the underlying message that you're sending. My time is free. I'm willing to give it away for free. 
Whereas if you position your lead product right, what you're saying is what I have to say and my knowledge about this is valuable and I charge for it. And not only is that great for your self-esteem and great for the positioning of your brand, but it's also great for the relationship with that client. Because as you're going to hear over the next many, many episodes about this no BS agency model, it is founded on the idea that clients are hiring you as the expert and trusting you as that expert to guide them along the process. And that relationship where they see you as the authority so that they will follow your lead, that relationship starts in the very first conversation. It really starts before the first conversation. It starts the first time they interact with your brand. But that first conversation where you tell them that your time is valuable and your information is valuable really levels up that relationship. And your best clients are going to say yes on the spot. And now when they hear the information that you're going to give them in this lead product experience, they're going to believe it and value it so much more because they paid for it. We all value information we pay for more than things that we get for free. Believe me, I have tried to coach people for free just because I couldn't help myself and I wanted to help them. And I've given people all kinds of information that they don't do anything with because they didn't have to do anything to get it. So they don't value it. They may think it's valuable, but they don't have any skin in the game. And not having skin in the game makes it really easy to succumb to the competitor of working with you or taking action, and that's inaction. And most people will always go with inaction because it's easier. So we want our clients to get skin in the game from the beginning, value our time, see us as an expert, and then have an experience with us where they build trust with us so that we can take them through this process and really guide them where they need to go. And when we do that properly, we will be able to upsell them to much more valuable and higher priced services, and they will have almost no price friction about it. That's why we sell LPs, lead products, instead of doing proposals, and it's a foundational part of the No BS Agency model. I have many videos about LPs, the biggest mistakes that people make when designing LPs, what it looks like to make a really successful LP and and the elements of a successful LP, and so many more videos about the lead product process inside my free Facebook group, the No BS Agency Owners Facebook group. So go join if you haven't already and then go to the guide section. It's the second guide and it's all about lead products and you'll find lots more resources in there. Go check it out. I will see you in there and I will see you next week when I will be talking about whether or not it's possible to do intensives, the model that we do, where we shrink six, eight month projects down to just a couple of days and whether or not we have to sacrifice quality for it. And whether or not we're selling templates and redoing work every time. Spoiler alert, we're not. That's next week. The No BS Agency podcast is produced by Yellow House Media. Coordinator is Lou Blazer. This episode is edited by Marty Seafelt. Creative direction by Sean and Tara McMullen. Our theme music is Knock 'em Down by The Shrugs. 